Hello, welcome to another episode of Unpacking Neuroqueerness. In this episode, I wanted to talk about the different autism support levels and the pizza graph of autism-related traits. So, let's start with support levels. Support levels are replacing functioning labels. Um, labels such as high functioning and low functioning. Low, um, high functioning is harmful because it invalidates the struggle that certain individuals have to present as neurotypical, not because not by desire, but because of basically necessity to fit in feeling like we have to because I'm included in this group and we often feel that we have to mask our disability traits or just our different communication styles in order to pass as neurotypical in order to be accepted and to fit in and not be um seen as weird or excluded or whatnot um, but it takes a lot, uh, even though we are able to mask, we are able to pass as neurotypical in a lot of situations, it takes a lot of energy and a lot of, it can result in a lot of exhaustion and it can result in um, autistic burnout, uh, which is a little different than neurotypical burnout, but that's, that's for, uh, that's more uh Episode 114 uh, with Carol Jean Winnington uh, from Beyond Autistic Burnout. I did a great... If you want to learn more about burnout, check out that episode. Um, anyways, can result in a lot of exhaustion and burnout um, to mask. So And, and so that's why we high-functioning can, can be invalidating... Because, like, I've been called high-functioning, and I understand that it means that I'm able to pass as neurotypical. Because uh, I have generally lower support needs, but it, it, it can invalidate the fact that it takes a lot of energy to, to be able to pass as neurotypical. Um, and then low-functioning, of course is invalidating the strengths of folks that folks may have because it, it comes more from um from a perspective from you know that kind of mentality that a lot of um that has been ingrained in society of if someone has a a proxy of speech or co-occurring disabilities or just higher support needs in general that it's that that assuming they're not capable of living a full healthy life which is a more ingrained overt kind of ableism that we have in society so doing away with functioning labels we have Autism support level one, autism support level two, autism support level three, autism support level one is basically the high masking presentation of autism, what used to be diagnosed uh, as Asperger's syndrome, that is what I was diagnosed with, 
unfortunately, the name of Hans Asperger was still being used um, to diagnose people. And now that is uh, not the case anymore, but a lot of people still use that term. But I have an episode on that already, episode 20, so check that out if you'd like. And, um, yeah, essentially high-masking presentations of autism that do not require a lot of support, do not usually require a caretaker, speech may be a little delayed, but um, not a lot of speech therapy. I mean, I, I personally did some speech therapy when I was younger, but... Um, usually like minor speech delays nothing significant um and um you know might might require some some support around sensory sensitivities social communication differences um neuromotor functioning differences sometimes um etc autism support level 2 so those diagnosed with uh, support level 2 have a harder time masking than those diagnosed with support level 1, and they might find it hard to communicate or socialize in ways that are accepted or understood by neurotypical society. So likewise, they'll find it harder to change focus or shift from one activity to the next, for example. Um, and they might have more more speech impediments uh, as well. They might require more speech therapy um, throughout their early life. They will be, uh, they'll usually stim more. Stim is self-stimulatory behaviors, um, usually because of sensory overload, but also sometimes because of emotional overload. Um, you know, like, fidgeting, rubbing fingers, a lot of these things aren't very harmful. It just makes neurotypical people uncomfortable. Although sometimes there is, um, if the person is in intense distress or intense sensory overload, they can engage in uh, self-harmful stims or stims that may, might hurt others. And in that case, you want to ideally remove the sensory trigger the sound, the light, whatever it is that's happening, um, or you want to provide an alternative stim, like a fidget toy or something that's not going to be dangerous to the person that is stimming or the people around the person that is stimming. So that's a that's basically the gist, and then uh, of course, sensory sensitivities might be might be heightened as well with support level two. Support level 3 now. Support level 3 diagnoses need usually more substantial, quite substantial support. Uh, might require a caregiver full-time, significant speech delays, um, sensory processing disorder might be very present as well. Um, very difficult uh Social inner, uh, actually, with 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 sensor with level three, a lot of uh, level three autistics can be non-speaking as well. Um, basically, the highest level of support required, uh, and people with support level three are at very high risk for neglect, abuse, 
discrimination. Um, they will have many of those traits from supports level one and two, but they are entirely unable to mask, and they have um, usually many co-occurring disabilities. Uh, usually they use an AAC device to communicate. Um, yeah, it's uh, it basically substantial support. Um, sorry, I'm stalling out a little bit, but um, anyways, those are the main. Those are the three main support levels of autism. Now I'm going to talk a little bit about the pizza graph of autistic traits. And a little bit more, because I've talked a little bit about this before um, in episode 19, about how the spectrum is not linear. It is a lot of people think of the autism spectrum as being linear, as being something like less autistic to more autistic, more autistic, but, and that's more related to support. I think they're thinking of it from, like, as I just explained, those are support need levels, but support need levels, I mean, support needs, like, it is helpful to have those, those characters, the, the breakdown, I believe, of support need levels. But support needs can also fluctuate. Like uh, someone like myself that with autism support level one, my support need levels in terms of sensory differences, uh, sensory sensitivities, you know, um, speech, um, like when I was younger, like speech impediments and speech delays, uh, neuromotor functioning differences, which I still have. Um, social communication differences, like, every one of those things, those are individual traits or, or um, experiences associated uh, with autism. And I can have different support needs, like sensory-wise, for example. With that individual trait, that's one individual slice of the pizza graph. And that can be different, like, from one day to the next. One day I might have very little sensitive sensitivity. The next day I might have a lot more sen um, sensory sensitivity. So even, like, support needs can even fluctuate, like, day by day. And it's basically, like, you can you have all these different slices and all these different levels and those levels can even fluctuate by the day. So that's why it doesn't make a lot of sense to say, like, because when you say a little bit autistic or very autistic, it's painting autism as one thing entirely. And the whole idea of spectrum is as a spectrum of different traits to different intensities. So that's that's basically the gist of um of that of the pizza graph. Um, 
pizza graph uh, spectrum, essentially. Uh, anyways, that's all I have to say for today. Um, thank you for listening. This was another short, uh, this was a short episode, but, um, I'll have more guests. I actually have several guest episodes coming up. Uh, there, we have a very, um, special episode. The next episode that comes out will be the one year anniversary special of unpacking neuroqueerness. So stay tuned for that. Um, Once again, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.